and welcome to the Point of Care Ultrasound Certification Academy podcast, where we focus on POCUS. Here, we will discuss all things related to Point of Care Ultrasound, the practice, the trends, and its impact on healthcare. Our program will engage thought leaders who are defining global patient care with the stethoscope of the future. Hey, James Day here today. What do you say? Recording live from Focus on Pocus Studios here and Media PA under the balmy summer breezes. Today we have Skylar Richards as our guest. Uh, we're going to be talking sports and uh, I'm going to tell you a little bit about Skylar. I actually feel like putting on a uh, Harry Reid or some sort of sports announcer like... I don't know. I'm just Skyler. I just feel like saying like Biff Barf, biffing it at you and barfing it right back at you. How's it going today, Philadelphia? Because this is a insane uh, sports town. So I'm going to talk about you, Skyler, and say that you started in the MLS. And can you tell me what that is, just briefly? Major League Soccer. There you go, soccer. We're talking soccer. So he started in the MLS in 2007. Skyler's primary focus is not the classic sports science approach, but injury prevention through scalable detection and recovery strategies. These strategies will focus on increased training availability, not load management. In 2015, he organized various club partnerships to open the first U.S. professional soccer recovery lab, integrating daily recovery, prevention, integrated soft tissue mobilization, nutrition, and anti-inflammatory modalities. An ATC, FMS, and massage therapist overseeing four athletic trainers, sports nutritionists, massage therapists, and chiropractors and sports scientists for all FCD teams, U12 through 18 team, and the pro team. His career highlights are 2006 Missouri Valley Conference Championship, 2006 Missouri Tournament Championship, 2006 Frontier League Championship, 2008 MLS Supporters Shield Championship, 2008 MLS Cup Championship, 2009 MLS Supporters Shield Championship, 2016 U.S. Open Cup Championship, ladies and gentlemen, in 2016 Supporters Shield Championship. You got a wall of trophies, man. <laughs> That's the goal in sports, right? Talk about it. I love it. Yeah, so it's been a really good ride. It's been a good... Um long career in MLS and it's been a really great league to be a part of where young individuals like myself get have gotten opportunities sooner just because it's a new growing evolving league and it's been great to see the protocols and procedures in the medical side grow mm -hmm. as well as the whole league itself and being able to be a part of that's been really exciting. That's pretty wild, man. So tell me about your job. So I know, like, you know, I'm I'm coming from an allied health, like a sonographer, and I'm in a lab, and people come to me. Once in a while, I'll run to the ER and things like that over the years. So you're the guys that run out in the field there in the games that we see. Is that right? That's right. Athletic trainers are the first point of uh, contact and care for all of athletes' um, health care needs. And I think the really unique thing about how we fit into the whole medical landscape is that we're with these athletes every day where you see them, whether they're hurt or not. So we really get to see their whole continuum of care, really get to evaluate them and get huh. a baseline on them when they're healthy and optimum. But and, and therefore, we can really take them through the whole process of getting them all the way back to true health, which is established by that baseline. And also, we just 
establish a rapport with them because we're with them every day that isn't really seen anywhere else in else in healthcare. We know them personally. We're able to get them in and out to a doctor in the same day uh-huh. because they're our focus. And I think that's really unique. So do you guys get to ride around in those cool ATVs with the uh, big uh, cooler of Gatorade in the back that I see on TV? Only on good days. What are the kind of diagnostics that you guys are using in sports med? MSK evaluation or um, ultrasound, anything like that? Yeah, and I think that's the biggest trend, the biggest innovation that's happening on the clinical side of athletic training right now. Mm-hmm. It's integrating a lot of imaging technologies that allow us to do a better job. Um, classically, we really do hands-on evaluations, uh, functional movement stuff and, and palpations. Things like that have always been our forte and still yeah. are, but now that technology's catching up and really giving us more access to these things, there's no reason why we can't advance and be able to do really high-level imaging in-house to give a better read on the healing rates of tissues, uh, do a better evaluation of injuries, and then you know still work with our physicians uh, on those information, on those plans, on all that data to make sure we're making the best care plan for our athlete possible. Yeah, so you guys will be doing, I, I'm guessing, mostly primary uh, muscle skeletal. You know, um, that's a hard ultrasound to learn. How, how, are you, how are you guys training for that and learning that stuff? I know, like, to look at a micro tear or fractures and stuff, it's, it's uh, for me as a snarver, it's probably one of the more challenging just because of the anatomy requirements. Yeah, and that's been one of the, the great things and, and probably the most biggest advancement I've had in my education since I've been practicing full-time has been this education through using diagnostic ultrasound. I've been using it practically in my um, athletic training room for the last five or six years nice. and working with um, ultrasound professionals and uh, radiologists and, and lots of different people to figure out how to actively use it in our environments and how to apply it and what it's good for and what it's not. And uh, ARDMS is really pushing forward with this POCUS initiative um, to upgrade the education that's out there for MSK and other things, but MSK uh, level education so that we can use it every day. Athletic trainers know where those limits are, where you know, it needs to be done by somebody else but also uh, what we can use it appropriately on within our environment. Sure, sure. I mean, you're using little handhelds, right? Or the little laptops? What kind of machines? I'm just... So I personally used it all. I started with the big old GE guy that <laughs> had a quote-unquote touch screen, but, you know, and it was portable, but you, know, you needed a whole case for it by itself. And, yeah. Um, you know, now they're so small, I've, I've used uh, many different units that plug into tablets and are handheld, and, and it's crazy that the... the um, amount that technology has grown and developed even in the last eight years I've been using ultrasound and, and working with it how it's changed uh, the landscape of what we're able to do and afford and now there are units that are you know well under three thousand dollars that you can afford and, and have in every training room which where I, when I bought mine with my previous uh, professional club uh, it was thirty grand. Yeah, yeah. I I've got a butterfly. It's under just under two thousand dollars. Those are, yeah. They're getting uh, like anything else. They're getting smaller, cheaper, faster. Um, so I'm guessing like so you're having a soccer game, regular tournament game, just uh, average. How many injuries happen over the course of that game? 
so in the game, I mean, hopefully you don't do anything. Slow night's a good night, what we always say in that yeah. like world. But, you know, I think the nice thing about the MSK piece of it is, is that there's always injuries happening, you know. And so whether I run out in the field or not, these guys are pushing their bodies to the limit. And the limit of physiology is an injury, right? So when they're pushing themselves, they're creating, like you said, micro tears or, or usually moderate tears in mm-hmm. these muscles. That's soreness, that's pains, that's whatever. We usually find that out on a Sunday after a Saturday game. And so it's, it's really nice. And one of the, probably the biggest use cases I found is to be able to look at those muscles and say, look the athlete in the face and look, look, I know you have a sensation right now, but I don't see anything structurally wrong. And that just gives them a, a level of relief that they're able to say, okay, cool. I'll actually, I'll practice tomorrow. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, having that knowledge and that, that background and education to be able to support that and to say that gives me comfort to be able to say, I gave my athlete a higher level of care than before when you either say, you know, well, let's, let's push through it. Let's try some things and, and then report back. You're able to go with a little bit more confidence now because you've looked at it um, beneath the skin. Wow, man, that's yeah, and especially a lot of those guys are, uh, you know, they're under these huge million dollar contracts. I'm thinking about the NFL and mm-hmm. uh, Major League Baseball and things like that. And you know, when you're talking about this soccer again, I get excited and I kind of want to just do like, you know, it's a soccer game and it's like. <sighs> <laughs> Dave Young driving down to the goal. He shoots. Goal! <laughs> Wait a minute. Skylar Richards running to the field. He's got a micro tear. <laughs> Ouch. So what else do you guys do as far as just, I'm curious. Yeah, so our job is, I mean, again, if there's an acute injury, we're going out, mm-hmm. we're running on the field, and we're evaluating it, you know. And, and I always tell the athletic training students that, that intern with me, is like most of your diagnosis, uh, your evaluation, rather, is done as you're running on the field, you know, you're seeing their body language, yeah. um, you know, you're seeing in your mind, you should know what body part is. Is it a concussion? Is it a broken leg? Is it a knee injury? All those things you're evaluating while you're running on the field. And then you get your hands on assessment. And right there, you have to make a, a decision quick, whether you're going to call for a sub or not, because that's important. That's why we're in sports. And it's really whether do I need more time to make a further evaluation? If you do that, you're calling for the sub, taking care of the athlete, and then moving on to the next steps and making sure they get the care they need. And so from there, I mean, we might transport them on an ambulance and go with them to the hospital for that next level of care. We might just take them in the locker room where we can take care of it themselves, you know. Uh, Or we might say, hey, get back in the game. You can play on through this, no problem. Um, And, you know, there's always the the old draw and the foul, too, you know, and I've been part of a lot of those uh, situations. Um, You get out there, and and they give you the wink, and and you know they're good, and he knows he's good, and we need the foul. (laughs) After further review, the hamstring stands. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) That's pretty wild, man. You got That's a really cool career. I bet you're happy you're yeah. doing that stuff. You you really dig it, right? Yeah, it's been fantastic. You know, it's it, it's been a, like really enjoyable. And again, I think we're unique because we really get to see those outcomes mm-hmm. and see those athletes then succeed after taking them through a rehab or something. You know, and that's really gratifying. And, and you don't always get that in the rest of the medical world. No, a lot of times, yeah, it's very piecemeal and siloed. So, what are the typical sports injuries that happen out there? Number one injury in all of soccer and most of sports is hamstring strains. And so, and that's uh, just, you know, like a tire on a NASCAR, you know, that's where the most stress is. Yeah. So you're always trying to maintain and work on those and keep those going uh, and keep them on the field. So number one by far. And then, you know, you see the classical um, 
athlete stories, you know, knee injuries and um, shoulder injuries, all the joint stuff, you know, which keeps you out for longer. And so you see a lot of that and you get good at those evals. But for the most part in soccer, one of the reasons I like it is because you're mainly looking at soft tissue injuries, uh-huh. uh, which is where the ultrasound plays such a big role because once you can see them earlier or, or treat them, you can keep people on the field. Those are manageable, those soft tissue injuries. Whereas in football, you know, the contusions, the, the ACL tears and all those things, you know, it, it pretty much is what it is. You know, when it happens, it's, it's, there's no going back. Yeah. With muscle injuries and stuff, you can usually maintain it, treat it, get them back on the field the next weekend. And, and that's the fun part for me is figuring out how to keep them on the field. Wow, it sounds I got I got a bunch of questions. I'm just going to pull one out. So, what about the cases for athletic uh, diagnostic ultrasound? Yeah, so I mean, I think hamstrings a great uh, place to start with that. I mean, yeah. these guys come in all the time, and again, they put that stress on the hamstring they're supposed to. And if that's not the most sore part of your body after a game, well, you didn't really try, my friend. Um, <laughs> wow, you so, sound like a hard well, driving coach, man. I don't know if I want to play on your team, man. <laughs> well, you know, I, I got to make those guys happy too, so I got to have the lingo down. Yeah, that's um, right, man. I'm just I'm going to be on the uh, United States Tiddlywinks team, or the you know something like. Uh, <laughs> Something like that. My bag is snowboarding, and we used to be a big-time rollerblader back in the 90s, you know. And uh, But I guess you guys don't show up at the border cross and run out there during the Olympics or the X Games, do you? Yeah, I, um, I, I'm a snowboarder as well. And, you know, I, I, we have one of our friends who works for the U.S. ski team, and, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's a whole thing. And I like those, those sports where you're really looking at soft tissue injuries as opposed to the crashes now. And snowboarding, you get a lot of crashes, so that's a whole thing as well. Yeah. So, uh, what are some of these cases for athletic uh, diagnostic ultrasound? You know, you said the hamstring. Yeah, so, so, you got any others? I mean, say, say I learned to scan uh, the hamstring. What's another one that you guys uh, start out with learning? Yeah, I think one of the one of the coolest ones is the gastroc, the calf complex, because mm-hmm. you can really get a spot where we call and, and for any of my. Uh, 90s babies out there you, you can find the um, <laughs> flux capacitor and right where you see both heads of the calf and the um and the soleus come in i think that's one of the coolest places to spot because once you find it you can find it consistently you see all three muscles you can have them move in real time and see how they interact with each other and that was like the one for me it was like man this is cool and effective it's great. That's cool, man. You're fired up, man. I have to see if I see you on a pro soccer game. I did. Why I did watch the women's uh, uh, pro soccer championship. That's pretty proud of those uh, ladies, man. That was really, really neat. I actually made it through the whole thing. Yeah, no, it's great. The women winning the World Cup is amazing. Yeah, and um, you know, it's uh, it, it's really a tip of the hat to uh, U.S. Soccer. They've done a lot of work to to build those programs. I know a lot of guys in those programs, and they just do an amazing job up there. So Scott, are we, if you were watching that game, did you? You, I guess you evaluate. You know, do you see anything that's going on? What they're doing? Or I'm going to look closer next time when I'm watching the trainers run out. You know, I usually go get me more nachos when that happens, but uh, maybe I'll stay and watch. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It's like a lot of people do that, and you look around. Whoever's left is probably a trainer, and they're all and they're all kind of uh, taking taking guesses on the side. Like, oh, no, that's not that's what that is. No, that's what that is. <laughs> that's funny, man. Hey, Scotter, man, thanks for taking the time. I know you're a busy man, and uh, we got you in this time. Thanks for, uh, you know, talking to us today on today's show. And thanks a lot to the audience for listening in. You know, we're just having fun here with our uh, Pocus, Focus on Pocus show. Uh, don't forget that we have more Pocus talk on uh, Twitter at a Pocus Academy and on Facebook at Pocus Cert Academy. Scotter, it was an honor to have you on our podcast today, and thank you. 
no, it was my pleasure, and I'm looking forward to doing more. And we're going to talk more about um, getting this out into the bigger athletic training world and, and, and what that looks like for innovation within my world. So I'm excited to, to walk down those paths with you as well. That's going to be great. Now, do I have to go to Dallas? Can I go there in the winter? <laughs> uh, let's just agree to meet somewhere cooler. Maybe, maybe we'll go on a mountaintop somewhere and snowboard together. <laughs> that would be awesome, man. I'd love that. Take it easy. Have a great summer. All right. Thanks, man. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast, Focus on Pocus. Be sure to tune in with us next week for more interviews with thought leaders that are on the forefront of global point-of-care ultrasound. The thoughts and opinions expressed in this podcast are the views and opinions of the guests and not those of Intelios. This podcast is for information purposes only.